0: Good to have you here this morning, and again, I just want to, again, take a little time here this morning and and spend some time looking at uh, leadership, and again, it's certainly, again, not able in one message to talk about leadership, but uh, normally during uh, election time, you're looking for leaders, and there's a need for us to understand what a good leader or an ideal leader would look like, and so I want to take and have us look at that here this morning. So we're going to look at some qualities of an ideal leader here. Today And uh, let's turn, if you would, to the Old Testament and uh, turn to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 23. Second Samuel chapter 23. Leaders lead at least one person. Leaders need to know how to lead, and leaders need to lead rightly. And so I want to consider some qualities or fundamental qualities of, of leaders. And so let's begin here with the words of David here. And the scriptures here, where it begins here in Second Samuel chapter twenty-three, I want to read through the first six verses of this chapter. Second Samuel twenty-three, verse number one. Now these be the last words of David, David the son of Jesse said, and the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, the sweet psalmist of Israel said, the Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me, He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And he shall be as the light of the morning when the sun rises, even a morning without clouds as the tender grass springing out of the earth by the clear shining after rain. Although my house be not so with God, yet he made with me an everlasting covenant, and ordered in all things. And sure, for this is all my salvation and all my desire, although he maketh it not to grow. But the sons of Belial shall be all of them as thorns thrust away, because they cannot be taken with hands." I want to consider some thoughts on some qualities of an ideal leader. Let's pray as we consider these thoughts here this morning. Father, thank you again for your word here today. And as again, we uh, look in some qualities of a a leader. I pray, Lord, that these qualities would be uh, qualities that we'd seek to emulate and also qualities we'd seek to look for in uh, leaders. Help us by your grace again to be able to uh, understand and also take in those things that you'd want us to this morning As we study the scriptures on this subject of leadership we pray this in jesus name and for his sake amen you know there's a lot of different qualities again that you or i might want to see in a leader and uh again those qualities certainly vary uh from person to person there are qualities that maybe you like or maybe i tend towards as as a a leader and so some people might have different qualities like They'd say maybe a leader needs to be flamboyant. I mean, he has, or she has, or whatever it might be, has to be a person, again, who, who's able to, uh, again, maybe say things in expressive ways, in different ways, and, and uh, be able to rally the troops, so to speak, and, and all that sort of thing. But you'll find, again, in this passage and throughout the Bible that you'll not find, again, that that be an ideal quality in a leader. Someone might say, well, I want a leader to be fun. I want a leader to be, again, someone who can flatter me or someone, again, who can maybe cause me to do something or whatever it might be. But really here in this, again, passage of Scripture, we see, again, some fundamentals when it comes to leadership. David was chosen to be king. And again, he, again, did well in general as a king. I would say he did very, very well. He's, he's, again, one one of the kings that... Uh, the scriptures and other kings are measured after. But uh, he goes and, and tells us here are some things about leadership. And so I want to just touch on them to begin with. In verse number three, it says, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me, He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. This is not David's again list of qualities in, in christian leadership or a godly leadership but again things that he got from the rock of israel got from god and uh it begins there it says he that rolleth over men must be just ruling in the fear of god and then it goes in in verse four it says and he shall be as the light of the morning When the sun rises, even a morning without clouds as tender grass springing out of the earth by the clear shining after the rain. And so you see here in the Bible, again, it mentions a leader and mentions the qualities. He must be just. He must fear God. And he must be a light. As a leader. A light that again brings, again, light and help to the people that. He rules over. Again, it mentions him being like a a beautiful morning there. It says, when the sun rises, even without clouds, as a tender grass springing out of the earth after a clear shining after the rain. Again, I believe, again, this points to Jesus Christ, certainly as the best and most ideal type of a leader. He is the light of the world. And he brings light again as we consider here thoughts on uh, what a leader should be again i'd like us to turn if you would over to isaiah you can keep a marker here we'll be back here but isaiah chapter uh, nine isaiah chapter nine leaders can be either good for the people or bad for the people in that passage talks about again the sons of belial and how they i believe again are a curse to the people a monarch a ruler Someone that leads cannot be reckless or marked by injustice or just being strong and, again, maybe a tyrant or, again, someone, again, who's, who's known for, again, qualities, again, to be able to maybe pressure people or, or, uh, or be able to cause people to do what he'd want them to do. Again, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 16, it says here, the leaders of the people cause them to err. They that are led, of them are destroyed. Therefore the Lord shall have no joy in their young men, neither shall have mercy on the fatherless and the widow. For everyone is a hypocrite and an evildoer, and every mouth speaketh folly. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still." Now you see, again, a different difference in leadership between these two passages of scriptures. Again, one uh, talking about a leader being a help and a light to the people. Again, him being uh, just and fair and having a fear of God. And uh, here in uh, Isaiah chapter 9, you see a very much a contrast here. It says, for the leaders of the people cause them to err. They that are led, of them are destroyed that the Lord should have no joy in their young. And it goes on from there. But again, you see that, again, a leader has an impact on those that follow. Again, a leader has an impact on those that follow. And so again, as we consider leaders, and again, in, in, in any place, you can find different kinds of leaders. Again, I want to start out by just considering, if you turn back to our text there, just the qualities that we should look for in a leader. And again, I believe the qualities that, Again, we see here that David talks about our qualities that he'd want to see in his son Solomon, who was soon to take a place of leadership. In 2 Samuel 23, verse 3, it says, The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake by me, He that ruleth over men must be just. He must be just. Get as we think about just, we think about someone who gives justice and shows fairness to all. Cannot be someone, again, who is, again, allied with certain people and only can listen to them or have any heart for them. It's not a suggestion in leadership, but a requirement, I believe, of leadership that he must be just. Good leaders must be just in character. They must be honest in quality. They must be impartial in endeavors. Again, if you take your Bibles, let's turn to Leviticus uh, chapter 14. Leviticus chapter 14. Again, it comes to, again, matters and dealing with people. Again, if you're going to be or anyone's going to be in a position of leadership, they have to be fair. They have to be impartial. Leviticus chapter 19, there, verse number 35 and verse number 36. It says, ye shall... Do no unrighteousness in judgment, in meat yard, in weight, or in measure. Just balances, just weights, just ephah, and a just hin shall thou have. I am the Lord your God, which brought ye out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall ye observe all my statutes and all my judgments, and do them. I am the Lord. Now, this isn't just aimed at leadership, but it mentions again, uh, people in general, it mentions there in verse number 36 for just. Justin bows, Justin Wade, Justin just Justin him. Again, uh, we need leaders that will be just and fair. We don't need leaders that are partial, partial to a certain group of people, partial to a group of constituents, but fair and equitable with all. A good leader is known for his fairness and his equity and his justness in character let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 15 Deuteronomy chapter 15 again when it comes to again leaders sometimes you find again leaders and it just seems like they have uh, again constituents that they may cater to you know we hear you know some leaders may cater to oil I mean, it's all about oil or the constituents. Again, again, they'll cater to ones that are for certain policies or certain persons or certain regions or for certain cities or whatever it might be. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse number five, it says, only be thou careful, hearken on the voice of the Lord thy God to observe all these commandments which I command thee this day, goes on and says, For the Lord thy God blesses thee, as he has promised thee, thou shalt lend unto many nations, thou shalt not borrow, thou shalt reign over many nations, thou shalt not reign over thee. If thou be among you a poor man, one of thy brethren within thy gates and in thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not harden thy heart, nor shut thine hand from thy poor brother, but thou shalt open and hand wide unto him. It shall surely lend him sufficient for his need and that which he wanteth. Now here it talks about, again, just individuals. I mean, there's going to be people that are poor people and people that rich and people that have and some people that have not. And in those situations, again, a person needs to have care for the poor, concern for the poor, ability, be willing to borrow so that someone might have sufficient for their needs. It mentions there in verse number 8. Verse number 11 says, For the poor shall never cease on the land. Someone says, we're going to destroy poverty. We're going to get rid of poverty. You're never going to get rid of totally poverty. Therefore, I command thee this day, thou shalt open thy hand wide unto thy brother, to thy poor, to thy needy, in thy land. And so a good leader certainly needs to Consider a lot of people in society, but he or she has to be in a position where they certainly, again, have some kind of focus on the poor, to be a blessing, to help out the poor, to lend even here to those that have needs. And so we see in the Bible this first quality. Again, they need to be just and fair. Let's turn back to 2 Samuel chapter 23. We see again David saying something Secondly, concerning an ideal leader, and this, again, this thought that of an ideal leader does not come from him, but from God, the God of Israel. He says, secondly, here in this passage of Scripture, he says, he that ruleth over men must be just ruling in the fear of God. Every leader must have a fundamental quality of fearing God. I know that's not a quality that we have in, again, leadership. That's not a quality in the United States. You must be someone that fears God, you know, because we have, in our, again, in our leadership in our country, we have people that, again, are in positions of leadership that don't have a fear for God. But leadership is best done with someone who fears God. A statesman, a senator, a businessman, a local leader, whoever it might be, would be best, qualified for having a fear for God. You say, why is this? Because they respect the creator. They respect the creation. They respect God's word. They consider the Bible. Again, someone says, well, they don't need to have that kind of a fear. I understand you or I could argue that a person wouldn't have to have that kind of a, again, qualification. But here in the Bible, and the word of God says here, ruling in the fear of God. Ruling in the fear of God. Deuteronomy chapter 17, let's turn over there, ruling in the fear of God. Again, that's something, again, that I would venture to guess that Christians should look at somewhat, certainly. Again, when it comes to, again, a leader, does he or she fear God? Do they have a reverence or respect for God? Some people that don't even, uh, aren't even saved are going to have this respect and fear for God as a part of their general makeup, their general decision making. Deuteronomy chapter 17 and verse number 14. I want to read down to verse number 20 if I could. Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 14 through 20. It says, When thou come unto the land which the Lord the God giveth thee to possess it and to dwell therein, and shalt say, I will set a king over me, like as the nations that are about me, thou shalt in any wise set a king over thee, whom the Lord thy God hath chosen. One from among thy brethren shall be king over thee, and thou mayest not set a stranger over thee, which is not thy brother. But he shall not multiply horses unto himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt, to the end that they should multiply horses, for as much as the Lord hath said unto thee, you shall henceforth return no more that way. Neither shall you multiply wives unto yourself, that your heart turn not away, neither shall ye greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. And that shall be when he sitteth on the throne of the kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book of that which is before the priests of Levites, and it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all his words and his laws and his statutes to do them that his heart be not lifted up above his brethren that he turn not aside from the commandment to the right hand or the left to the end that he may prolong his days in the kingdom he and his children in the midst of Israel. It says a lot of things here in this passage about what a king should or should not do. But again, we find here in this last part of the, again this, again, this passage here, that he, the king, was to have a copy of the law, copy of the law of God, so that he may learn, the Bible says, to fear God, his God, to keep all the words of his law and his statutes to do them. Now, why do you want someone who fears God? Because they will respect the law of God. And God, again, is a God that cares for all people. Again, it's good for us to have a a God that, and a leader that has a care for people and a concern for people and is subjected to someone else than himself. Again, we find, again, this, again, I believe is one of those great qualities that we find in the best kind of leaders that they have a fear of God. Let's turn, if you would, over to Nehemiah chapter 7. I'd like to consider, again, outside this passage, another quality that I believe, again, is a, good quality that's needed in leadership. It's not mentioned here in this passage, but again, it's mentioned in the word of God. And so again, as we turn over to Nehemiah after the King's Chronicles, if Ezra, Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter seven, uh, chapter seven, and then again, I just want, want to read verse number one, verse number two, There are some good qualities and ideal qualities that we want to see in leaders. And again, the first being him being just, and fair. Secondly, one who fears God. Thirdly, I want to mention here, faithful in character. Faithful in character. Character does count. Nehemiah chapter 7, verse number 1. It says, Now it came to pass when the wall was built, and I set up the doors, and the porters, and the singers, and the Levites were appointed, that I gave my brother Hanani, and Hananiah, the ruler of the palace, charge over Jerusalem, for he was faith, a faithful man It feared God among many. Now here you see someone appoint to a position of leader. Someone says, well, it's a relative. It's a relative. It seems like it is. It says, I gave my brother Hananiah. Now, again, I'm not sure about, again, whether this brother, so to speak, but I just want to mention here, Uh, whether he's related or he's, again, a brother, so to speak, in the Lord, or whether he's a blood brother or whatever, is not the reason why he was appointed. It says, I gave him charge over Jerusalem for he was a faithful man and feared God above many. Who would you look to appoint to a place of leadership? Someone who's faithful to the word of God, faithful to his family, faithful to his word, Faithful in relationships, faithful in responsibility. You know, someone's elected to a place and position of leadership, and sometimes they're, they're, again, uh, again, they get back into office over and over again, and you see they're not keeping their word. They're not following what they're supposed to be doing. And I would think the constituents would say, especially in our elected society that we have here, that person shouldn't be leading anymore. Let's remove them from leadership. Let's change leadership. Faithfulness in leadership. Loyal to the Lord, fearing God, and faithful as a man. Hannah and I was appointed because he was faithful as a man. Let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 17. Would you, would you trust someone who wasn't faithful with his word with maybe some money? Would you trust someone who's faithful again and again, and not faithful again and and again, uh, maybe again, some situations you've been in over and over again, they've dropped the ball, so to speak, or not done what they're supposed to do and, and all those kind of things. Would, would it make sense to put that person in a place of leadership? It really will not Deuteronomy chapter 17 here, verse 19 and 20, it says, And it shall be that he, he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God and to keep the words of his law and his statutes to do him. So here's someone who learns what the Bible has to say and he keeps them. He seeks to do them. And so again, when we're talking about faithfulness, it's not just, again, a measure of faithfulness to constituents or faithful to a party or faithful to whatever it might be. But again, it should be someone that is truly faithful. Someone that's willing to be put out for his constituents. Someone, again, who's taking responsibility for the job or for the work. Let's turn to John chapter 10 if you would. Jesus being that ideal leader, that perfect leader uh is described here in John chapter 10 as being a good shepherd. And again, we talk sometimes of shepherd leadership, again, servant leadership. And uh and that sort of thing. But again, I'm not going to talk about that here this morning so much, but again, in, in faithful leadership, you'll find a leader that leads. A shepherd leads sheep. A shepherd leads. Again, a, a, a person shepherd would lead people. But also notice here in John chapter 10, verse number 10 through verse number 15, some qualities of a good shepherd. I want to start out recognizing, the, first of all, the thief. Verse number 10. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, to kill, and destroy. I've come that they might have life and they might have it abundantly. So there's a thief on one side. They're takers. They're killers. They're stealers. They're destroyers. And so again, there's them on one side. Then it says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not a shepherd whose own sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth. And the wolf catches them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. And the Father knoweth me, even as I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Again, a good leader, a good shepherd, is described as someone who gives his life for the sheep. A good leader will give his life for his constituents. He will seek to be a blessing to his constituents. He will not be, as the Bible describes, a thief. To steal, to kill, to destroy. But rather to give life to the sheep. To lead the sheep. To help the sheep. Again, even to give his life as Jesus gave his life. So that the sheep might have eternal life. Can we think about, again... Those and qual- qualities of leadership. And we see fair, fair, fairness or justice and fear of God and faithfulness. Let's turn to Exodus chapter 18. But there's another quality I want to mention here. And uh, again, th- there can be an extreme on this side. And uh, certainly, again, we don't want to have the extreme on that side or we see a dictator, but there needs to be a firmness in leadership. Exodus chapter 18, you turn there first. With me, Exodus chapter 18, verse number 19 through 21. He or she must have some confidence in her leadership, some ability to lead some, some to lead with ideas, some to lead with, again, uh, abilities, again, to uh, help people to uh, be better in maybe whatever they're uh, doing or whatever it might be. Again, helping them to mature and all those kind of things. Exodus chapter 18 and... uh, Verse nine, number 19, we see Jethro speaking here to his son-in-law. He says, hearken now unto my voice. I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people Godward, that thou mayest bring the causes unto God, that thou teach them ordinance and laws, and shall show them the way wherein thou must walk and the work that they must do. More thou shalt provide out of them People, able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place them over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, rulers of tens. mentions here again that, that quality in verse number 21, men that fear God, men of truth, such as hate covetousness, Again, there must be some firm convictions in leaders. They must know what they believe. They must be able to convey these to others, and they should need at times to lead them in the way they should go. It says that in verse number 20, thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws and shalt show them the way where and then they must walk and the work that they must do. And so you must lay out, be able to lay out, hey, this is what needs to be done. Again, these qualities of leadership are even needful in the household. Let's turn to Proverbs chapter 4, verse number 11. Again, it's not the responsibility of parents to be led of the children, but rather the children to be led of the parents. So there needs to be, some, to be a firmness, but certainly, again, a loving quality in this firmness of leadership in proverbs chapter 4 verse number 11 the bible says i taught thee in the way of wisdom i have led thee in the right paths so there needs to be not only a telling but also a leading a personal leading a role modeling that takes place and so again if you see someone in in a place of leadership they need to lead again encourage others to follow they must be willing to go and to do anything that the others are called to do. And you'll find, in, uh, again, in, in Jesus' life, he, he traveled from place to place. He led on where to go and what places again to, to meet. And uh, he would say, Let us go into the next towns. And they would follow him into those next towns or villages that he traveled. A good father will lead, lovingly and firmly lead his children in the way they should go. A loving mother will do the same. Let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy chapter 5. There needs to be guidance. There needs to be direction in leadership. This is something, again, that must be passed on to those that that follow. 1 Timothy chapter 5 here and uh, verse number 14. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 14, he says, I will therefore that younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, give not occasion to the adversary to speak repro- uh, reproachfully. And so leaders guide. Here you find a, a, a wife and a mother will guide the home. A father certainly will guide and, and lead in different areas in the household and outside the household. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. Again, a familiar verse, but I'd like this to just turn there. Genesis chapter eight, 18. Abraham, as a family leader, commanded his children. Now that's telling them what to do. Telling them what to do. Now, most people today say you shouldn't tell anybody what to do. But yet the Bible says here of Abraham in Genesis 18, verse number 19, he says, For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, that they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Now We see here in the Bible, again, not only was Abraham at that time, again, to command his children, but also those servants and helpers in his household after him. Again, a, a, a leader must at times be in a position where he commands, he demands, he calls, he directs, he guides, whatever you might call him to be uh, to able to do, uh, to be in that place of leadership. David did these things. He led in battle. He uh, did those things which... God would have them to do. But let's turn to Psalm chapter 119. I want to mention one final quality. And again, there's certainly many more qualities of leadership. We could talk about humility, uh, certainly needed in leadership. And again, I think some of that is covered in them having a fear of God. But uh, I want to mention here, finally, some flexibility in leadership. There needs some flexibility in leadership. Again, a dictator is not necessarily a good leader. And I say, not necessarily. I mean, Jesus will be a dictator someday. He will be. But you might not think that he'll be a. He's a dictator. And again, as soon as the first thing we hear, we hear a dictator, we say that's a bad thing. A dictator just tells people what to do. Uh, again, I'm not again here to 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 play and say dictators are good. Dictators are. Or whatever, but a dictator normally, when it comes to a dictator, will not hear his constituents, will not listen to those under him. Again, we think of Putin today. Some people think about Putin. First thing you think about Putin nobody tells Putin what to do, nobody advises Putin what to do. He does whatever he wants to do. Whether that's true or not, that's what we think of dictators. But again, we don't want dictatorial leadership. There needs to be flexibility. In leadership. Psalm 119. Here, verse number 59. The Bible says, I thought on my ways and turned my feet onto thy testimonies. I made haste and delay not to keep thy commandments. I thought on my ways and turned my feet. Again, a man or woman in leadership is gonna be someone growing in leadership. They're not gonna know everything about leadership. And they need to be able to be flexible in leadership. They may have to change their plans. They may have to change their direction. They might look at a situation and say, no, this is not the way to go. Let's turn to Acts chapter 16. You know, you might have intentions of doing something, or I might have intentions of doing something, or anybody might have intentions of doing something. And then there's a change of course that takes place. People question that leader and say, Wow, I never thought that leader would uh, do that sort of thing. I mean, and yet Christians today are probably praying again that some leaders would be saved and they'd be led of God and they would follow the truth. We want leaders to be flexible, at least flexible towards that which is better, that which is right. Acts chapter 16 and uh, verse number 17, it says, The same followed Paul and us and cried, These, these men are the servants Of the most high God. And uh, show us the way of salvation. And it talks about again here. In this passage of scripture. uh, Again it says the same follow Paul and us. And so uh, people will follow people. But again when it comes to their following people. Even the leaders sometimes change direction. Uh, Look at verse number 7. It says. And after they had come to Mysia. They say to go to Bithynia but the Spirit suffered them not. And so Paul had a plan. He's going to go to Bithynia. He comes to Mysia. They say to go to Bithynia, but the the Spirit suffered him not. A man or woman needs to be led of the truth, led of God, led enough to be able to change their course. If again, that course is better, the course that they'll take. To be inflexible in leadership is not a good quality. To be absolutely stuck, so to speak, in doing something one way could be absolutely bad in leadership. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 4. A good leader needs to look at the facts. They need to consider the plan. They need to consider the counsel of others. They can need to look at the facts of whatever thing they may, again, uh, look at doing, whatever it might be. And uh, I don't want to get into any specifics necessarily today, but again, leaders today, many people that are leading the way today, whether it's in the medical world or the political world, are really not looking at the whole picture. They're not. They're not looking at the whole picture. If, again, we do certain things a certain way, it has effects on people. It has effects on the environment. It has effects on real day life. Uh, Matthew chapter 4 here, verse number 1, it says... Then was a spirit, Then was Jesus led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Leaders often will be tried. Leaders will often be tested. And they need to stand firm on that which is right and be willing to condemn that which is wrong. But they also must be willing to take a new course and to wait on God, to repent if need be, To, again, take a course that's maybe different than they first thought to take. Let's turn back to 1 Samuel chapter 23. Now, this is 1 Samuel, not 2 Samuel, but 1 Samuel chapter 23. David mentioned, again, some qualities of leadership. He did this just before the end of his life. He had certainly learned some things, but these qualities that he first gives us are given to us directly by God. And again, as we think about King David, what made him a good leader in general was that he was flexible to what God would have him to do, and that's important. Let's go ahead and read here in Second, sorry, First Samuel, chapter twenty-three, and uh, verse number two, and verse number three. To flex as the Lord leads. To flex as the truth leads. To Flex maybe as better information comes into picture. This is something needed in leaders. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 23, here, verse number one, it says, Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up and smite these Philistines? And the Lord said unto David, Go and smite the Philistines and save Kelilah. And David's men said unto him, Behold, we be afraid here in Judah, How much more if we come against Kalilah, against the armies of the Philistines? And so here we find again in the Bible, he asks the Lord what to do, and the Lord tells him what to do. And uh, his constituents come along and says, hey, we're fearful about doing this. You know, what does David do? Shut up and, and listen. No, he doesn't do that. Look at what he does here in verse number four. Then David inquired of the Lord again. The Lord answered and said, Arise and go down to Kalilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into thy hand." So David and his men went to Kalilah and fought with the Philistines and brought away their cattle, smote them with the great slaughter. So David saved the inhabitants of Kalilah. Again, a leader needs to be willing to listen to those that are under their leadership. Yes, he leads, but he needs to be willing to be flexible. Again, when these individuals say they fear, then he went to the Lord again and he said, should I do this? And yet you see him follow through and do this. And the men follow him and do this. Life changes, ministry changes, things change, situations change. It's good for a leader to inquire of the Lord often in what to do. And be flexible in what to do. Again, if you turn back to 2 Samuel chapter 23, we see again some qualities here of an ideal leader. Now again, these qualities may not be in every leader. And these qualities may again be in leaders in a perfect type of a way. Again, unless you're the Lord Jesus Christ, again, your leadership characteristics are, are developing. and Again, hopefully getting better and closer to that which is good and right. But uh, we see here in 2 Samuel chapter 23, these words, it says, the God of Israel, the, the rock of, verse 3, 23, 3, the God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spake by me, he that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God, and he shall be as a light of the morning, when the sun rises, even the morning without clouds, as tender grass springeth out of the earth, by the clear shining after the rain. Again, a good leader is going to be a help and a blessing to those that he leads. And so we see these qualities, fair and just, one that fears God, one that is faithful to God and to what is right, one that is firm in their leadership. They give orders, they give direction, yet f- flexible in leadership, willing to listen to their constituents. These are some qualities of good and ideal leadership let's close as we consider the word of god here this morning